the good, the bad, and the ugly of selling an Amazon FBA. That is our topic for today. I'm Megla in Singapore, and I'm joined by Margaret in Australia. Hi, Margaret. How's it going? Hello. How are you going, Megla? I'm doing well. But today's topic, Margaret, I think is very close to your heart because you work with so many different Amazon sellers, a lot of newbies. And uh, when they come to you, you know, maybe they've done another course or they've been sold this dream that, oh, Amazon is such an easy business and you'll be able to, you know, make a million dollars and <laughs> be good for life in just a couple of months. And so I know that makes you so so mad, you know, to, to hear all of these stories and for people to have these, um, you know, false hopes. Well, so, easy, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, today's webinar is all you and... All right. um, <laughs> you know, I'll, take I'll, it let you, I'll, I'll let you chop in too. So, yeah, look, yeah. I'd just like to uh, get started and say to people, look, this isn't putting Amazon down. You know, Amazon can be a really lucrative business, but, look, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. It takes some business understanding. You've got to have quite a good computer skills and you need an awful lot of patience to become a successful Amazon seller. Um, it's not something for the faint-hearted. There is lots of stress, and I think if anyone um, watching is selling on Amazon, they know what I'm talking about. There's every day you'll find another issue. You just think, I'm going to have a smooth week, and some other little thing pops up to um, throw you into a bit of a stressful day or night. Uh, but I think um, what I'm finding is that um, a lot of people... Um, see an ad from you know a couple of the gurus around that say oh look you know sign up here do my course and in three months you'll be selling on amazon and you know you can make a million dollars you can give up your day job in three months and all this it's not true it just doesn't happen like that um it's um it's a long haul it'll take you um at least I would say three to six months. Well, you've got to start doing a course and there's a lot of content in any course if it's a decent course or you learn off YouTube. However you decide, there's ways and means to learn, but it's it's at least a three-month you know, job to work your way through to, to find out what you've got to do with Amazon. Um, so it's not something that is something that you just pick up today and list on Amazon tomorrow. Uh, look, Amazon, I've oh, gone. So Mark, sorry, I just wanted to ask you, so we get this question a lot from newbies. Is there a course that we can take and how do we learn the step-by-step -step process? So do you want to tell people what your answer is for that? Well, look, I believe, look, there are a couple of decent courses around out there, but they're in the, you know, five ten thousand $10,000 bracket. Um, so it is a big outlay. So you need to be, and I'm not saying don't do them um, because, but they'd be very careful. There's a lot that I wouldn't recommend you do um, because the content isn't there or the backup and the support so you've got to be very careful but look at the moment my suggestion a lot of people come to me and I say to them at the moment um, look and I'm not just plugging Helium 10 for any reason other than I think it's a great platform and with Helium 10 software there is a training course by Kevin King who is one of the longest Amazon sellers on the planet um, he was one of the first sellers and he has written a great um, sort of course with a lot of content it's been upgraded recently with Tim Jordan one of our co-hosts um, on the India sourcing trip or coaches and Bradley Sutton so there's really really good information in that course now if you outlay for Helium 10 which is um, $97 a month um, you actually get the Freedom Ticket course with with the software so it's there forever you can go back and refer to it so you can go through it first of all get an idea and then work through your modules as you go so i think 
that then if you're still struggling you can go and there's a lot of coaches around that will just do one-on-ones you might just need an hour you might get stuck on how do i do my shipping how do i do something so then you can just go and get a little bit of help without spending you know ten twenty thousand dollars up front for a course um and still you know you've got to be motivated if you're doing a course and it's a course where you've just got to read it you've really got to get yourself into it and it's no good you're sitting there thinking i'll skim through it you've really got to be keen you've got to be motivated and you've got to spend a lot of time reading and rereading and then you might you know go onto the internet and research that point again um so it's it's something that takes a lot of time um but i don't suggest that you have to go to the very end of a course and then start you might get halfway through it but i think you need to know the basics of what is at the end because you might decide you don't want to go that far um, because there is um, a lot of things that are challenging and quite hard so so i think that's the way to you know to get yourself started is to you know and look if people say to me oh i don't want to spend 97 dollars um, if you don't want to spend $97 a month, you don't want to do Amazon because $97 is a drop in the hat. I mean, that is nothing. And if you go and buy, a, I don't know, Starbucks franchise, you know, they're half a million dollars and you've got to have staff, you've got to, you know, pay leases. You're getting into a really good business model for virtually nothing. So if you're not prepared to spend $100 a month, you might as well walk away because there's a lot more expenses to come than that, which we'll sort of go through. I just want to go through and show you all the little things that you know can come up and what the costs are so um i think probably is kevin joining no going here it's background noise no because you're not joining it's all right like i thought he's coming in no, um, no I, I can't see kevin. <laughs> okay so alan is here saying good to see you guys hi alan how are you alison cohen says spot on margaret um bb khan hello margaret i'm currently doing the freedom ticket course great bb let us know how you find it Okay, Margaret. Okay, yeah. No, look, so I think realistically you need to sort of, you know, do your course and it's going to take you at least from when you start the course and you get the basics, maybe eight weeks, it's probably another six to nine months before you're going to actually have a product live on Amazon. There are so many steps involved. It's not you don't just think, oh, I like that, you know, wooden bowl. I'm going to stick that on Amazon and it's going to sell and I'm going to make, you know, money every month. It doesn't happen like that. You need to do a lot of work, a lot of research, a lot of costings. There's a lot of steps in between. So what we'll try and do is, you know, go through um, some of the things. And I think you really um, need to learn a lot about Amazon itself and what's involved in every step. So um, look, it's not easy to find your first product um, and a product that will sell. I mean, you know, people get stuck on that stumbling block. I get so many people going, I can't find a product. There are millions of products out there, but it's finding a product that is going to um, make you money and there's a lot of work involved in, in doing that. So you've got to spend a lot of time um, just doing your basic research on a product. So you need, once again, the software to do that. Um, and that's one of the, the great tools in Helium 10. There's quite a few different ways you can do product research in there to test things that you find that you think will sell and see if they are going to be at least an option. I mean, there's no guarantee. Um, look, all the gurus, every one of us will say, I'll put my hands up. We've done products that we thought would work and they didn't. And I think I could list anybody who, I don't think any, even any of the big boys in town will all tell you that they've all had products that failed. So you've got to be prepared that one day you're going to have a failure, but it mightn't be a total failure. It just might not sell as much as you want. Uh, so you know, you've got to be prepared for those things to happen. So finding that first product is 
very hard and pretty nerve-wracking for a lot of people. Um, but I think, you know, to, some people just procrastinate and just aren't game enough to bite the bullet. And I think it gets to a point where you've got to go, okay, I'll just do this one and I'll see how it goes. It might work and then I can build on that as a brand later. Uh, so I think finding your product is probably going to take you, you know, I know people have been finding a product for 18 months and they're still looking, but, you know, you should be able to do something if you put your mind to it in a couple of months and do some, you know, checks and balances. Uh, so then um, you probably, um, once you've done that, I think you need to, um, I keep getting a noise. Somebody's, somebody's well, I, I just in the background. No, no, that was just me because I unmuted oh. my microphone. So maybe <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I just wanted to ask you, I mean, for product research, like what advice do you have for people when they launch their first product? Should they, you know, do a test order first to check if there is demand for that product? Or look, a test should order, they just go all in? I Look, I think the, the problem is the cost of doing a very small order. Um, if you only do like 100 items, for instance, by the time you um, go through the cost of the goods is not going to be cheap because, you know, to get a supply to make 100 or something, your boxing's not going to be cheap because most people don't do, you know, under 250 or 500 boxes. Um, your shipping is going to cost you, unless it's light and you can um, air freight it, your shipping alone, just the basic cost of shipping is about seven or $800 before you actually put the, the goods into that shipment. So I tend to shy away from that. And then also, if you put 100 products in, you've got to run PPC. You're going to put a product in there and you're going to be on page 999. So the only way to get to page, you know, one or page seven to be seen in the first few search pages is PPC. So if you've only got 100 products and you start advertising and it's costing you $10, $20, $30 a day, um, before a month's up, you're going to be running behind the eight ball and you might have sold a few products, but you've lost more money than you can make. And then once you get out of stock, it's reorder and that's going to take you maybe three months, four months to get back in stock. So you've basically got to start again. So all that advertising money has gone down the drain. Um, I think if you're serious about this, you need to bite the bullet in and go into a business. Like, um, you know, you can't open a McDonald's and say, oh, well, I'm only going to have, you know, 10 hamburgers on the menu. I'm not going to have the whole thing. I'm, you, you've got to, you know, you're going into, this isn't a hobby. This is a real business and you've really got to be prepared to be a businessman and sort of put your money where your mouth is. It's not something, oh, I only want to, you know, spend a few hundred dollars. I believe um, you need to be in, prepared to invest around $10,000 easily to get your first product going and all you need to do to get that up and running. Um, and so to get yourself set up, you need to have sufficient stock to launch your product. And then if it proves successful, you need to be able to order more stock. Now, Amazon don't pay all that fast. They, they sort of lag behind. So you probably almost, by the time you get the money from a sale today, it's about a month down the track. So you can't rely on getting that money back to pay your supply for your next order. So um, I think you find that that in itself means that you need a backup lot of money. Then with you've got to do, once you get your products into Amazon, you definitely have to do some PPC and um, I call it going to the casino because it's just like putting money out and they suck it away from you very quickly and say to you, double or nothing, put some more on, you've run out of budget. So um, it's very, you know, and when you're starting out, you want to get soling, you want to move. So you, you sort of go, oh, I'll spend a bit more. And look, I have people coming to me 
and they've spent more on PPC than they've paid for their first product in the first couple of weeks because they get a bit carried away with PPC and wanting to sell and all that. So you've just got to be very careful. But, I mean, you do need um, a, quite a bit of money to do that launch and maybe a giveaway. You might want to do a Vine program to get some reviews, which means you give products away through Amazon to um, people that Amazon recommend to get a review on. So all these things. So if you've only got 100 products, you, you know, you're not going to sell. So I think, you know, you really need to, to get a substantial, well, to me, I would say 300 minimum. Um, but what I say to a lot of people is if you're going to do 300 of something, if that's all, you're not that confident, do 300 of two products because if you're going to see ship, the difference in the cost of those extra 300 products is nearly the extra if you have to do a second shipment in two or three months of another $700 in charges. So I think, you know, and that way then you're sort of giving yourself a double chance at getting something that really takes off and if you can start building your brand. But, look, it's up to everyone. Like everyone has a different, you know, spin on how they want to do it. Um, but I think, you know, that's the way you do it. Now, just another thing, this isn't something that you can do in one or two hours a week. If you decide, and I know lots and lots of people are working, got families, um, it's not something you do in one or two hours a week. It's not even something you do in one or two hours a day. I think if you find anyone who's got a family who's trying to do this and working, they're probably putting the kids to bed at eight and they're up until one in the morning. I have a lot of people who, who do that. It's a lot of hard work to get yourself up and running. So you've also got to be prepared to give a lot of time, a lot of your weekends. Um, it's not going to happen just if you're just doing one or two hours, you know, a week on this or, you know, even an hour a day. It's, it's just not enough. So you've got to be prepared to do probably a year if you're working full time of really hard yards. Uh, so, you know, you've just got to think, do, is this for me? Do I really want to take this on? Um, then I think, um, look, there's a lot of decisions when you start with Amazon. So you've got to say to yourself, I'm going into this, I'm going into a business. So do I need a company? So you'd need to talk to your accountant, decide what sort of do you want a company structure? Uh, how are you going to set all that up? You've got to decide, are you going to be branded? How are you going to um, have a, a brand name? You've got to decide on a logo. You've got to trademark that brand. Um, you probably need a website. You've got to go and set up all business bank accounts. You need a virtual bank account to deal with overseas currencies. Unless you live in America, you're going to have to have a virtual bank account to transact all the money to your suppliers and back from Amazon. So there's a lot of those sort of decisions before you even get started. So you need to sort of probably go and, you know, see your accountant and sort out how you're going to do this because if you're serious about it, you don't want to be going, oh, well, it probably won't work, so I don't want to do any of that. Um, yeah, if you're not positive about it, it probably won't work. You've really got to be, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make it work, and you've got to put, you know, some money out there and do all this. And, I mean, setting up a company, your trademarking, all that could be four or $5,000 before you even, you know, blink. Um, you know, and you've got, you know, logo design, depend where you go to get all those things done, a website. So all that's money that you've got to outlay before you even start ordering that product. Then if you do a product, you've got quite a bit of money, you know, to tie up in that as well. Yeah. And for logos and websites, I mean, some people can DIY that as well, but you know, if you don't want to spend the money, it will take time. You can do it yourself. If you do have the technical skills, you know, you can yeah. set up a free web WordPress website and, you know, design a logo in Canva and all that, but still it'll take more time 
for, for yeah. you to do all and of that. You've got, yeah, and you've really got to have the skill. And, I mean, you don't want to do something that's not professional. You, you know, if you're setting yourself up to be, you know, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars seller down the track, you don't want to have this crummy little logo that you, you know, drew with your pen or something. You, you know, you want to look the part. You want to go into this. And, look, I think Amazon are turning people into this. People don't want mums and dads just plodding away in the background. They want businesses business-minded people that look professional and sellers that look, you know, professional on their site. So I think it's, you know, it's important to set yourself up so you do, you know, look like, you know, you belong and have, you know, company registrations and names. So when people are looking, you know, it's not just, you know, Marg's, you know, Marg's website and Marg's, you know, company name or something. You've got to have something really sort of that, that looks like you are, you know, in business. Uh, so I think that you need to get, um, you know, all those things in place and then um, obviously you've done your product, you've got to go and do your product selection. Once you've got all that done, you then start to need to look for a supplier. Now, depending on what your um, product is that you're looking for, um, we have, through the India Sourcing Trip, got a lot of vetted suppliers in a lot of the products um, that are available in India. So that's one way you can find a supplier. It's not easy because you want to find someone that you can trust, that you can build a relationship because it's all about not just, you don't want to just doing one order and not getting on with the person. You want to find someone who's going to work with you and be a partner with you long term. Uh, look, we have a fantastic relationship with our supplier. We've been with them four years and we consider them like part of our family. I mean, we talk to them on birthdays and Christmas and all other things. It's not just a business relationship. And I think that way you get um, looked after and you do get um, a lot better service for, um, you know, for your products and things like that. So, uh, and look, you've got to also learn, if you've never dealt with before, start dealing with overseas countries, overseas suppliers, have they have different rules, how do I pay them, NNN agreements. So there's lots of things. So you've got to be, um, I suppose, confident enough and to, you know, I say to people, jump online and talk to your supplier. So, you know, you don't want to sort of get on there and go, oh, I don't know what I should be doing. You, you need to be, I'm I'm a business lady here and I want you to make this for me. So it's no good going on um, and just sort of, you, you've got to be prepared to be the business person and make sure that, you know, you're sort of presenting yourself as a business owner because I think that's what you are. It's not your hobby, it's your business. Um, so I think once you, um, you need to sort of do your due diligence and research on what price you might find a product, you might think it's going to work. Um, and I don't know, just say you find it and it's selling for $20 on Amazon and then you go to your supplier and he says, oh, that's going to cost $10 to make. Well, guess what? It's not viable. Um, so you've got to really... Um, have in mind, I think when you start to talk to your supplier, that looking on Amazon, they were all selling around the $40 mark. Can I sell around $40? Can I get a product that's as good as those products or better that I can compete with in that, in that particular niche? So then uh, I, I tend to sort of say to the supplier, look, you know, I need something. I can only pay about $10 or something. I know my costs um, because I've been doing it a bit longer. So I would sort of say to him, look, you know, if it's much more than $10, this isn't going to work for me because I cannot get enough money off the um, sort of Amazon site to pay for that because, you know, there's a lot of competition. So I think you've really got to um, make sure that when you're looking for a product that it's not going to cost you $20 and you can only sell it for $30. To me, 
there's look, there's lots of stories out there. People say 10 times, 20 times, all sorts of things. Um, I don't particularly like really low cost products for two or three dollars that you sell for 15 or 20 dollars because there's so many costs in Amazon that you, it's very hard to make any sort of profit. I tend to go for things that are from 10 dollars up that I can sell from 40 dollars up because then at least I've got a lot more movement if something goes wrong or if costs change, if something happens that I, I'm sort of still making money and if you know because you need a fair bit of money for your PPC as well. Um, so I think you've just got to and all these things take time. So, you know, just researching your product, then you talk to your supplier and then he comes back and it's too expensive. So you're back to square one. Do I go on? Do I start again? So, um, you know, you sometimes even might need to be looking at a couple of different products to, to start with. It's no good thinking, I love that and that's what I'm going to sell. It's no good just you liking it and it's because a lot of people come to me and say, oh, this is really pretty and it's like pink and blue. And I go, yeah, but you've got such a narrow market. Does everyone want that in pink and blue? You know, you've got to think there's a whole world out there. You've got to try and find things that are wanted by a broader audience. It's If you narrow something down and niche it down to really, really a narrow and a particular look or something, it makes it harder to get a lot more sales. You'll sell a lot less because there's not such a demand. So, um, you know, and if you go too unique, I think you've got to be careful. A lot of people say, oh, I've got this and it's nobody's selling it at all. And I sort of go, oh, that worries me because if nobody's selling it, how are you going to sell it? How are people going to find it? So that product needs to be somewhere on Amazon. So, you know, say a lamp. Okay, lamps are on Amazon. So that's you could sell it. But then don't go into a really narrow niche with, you know, maybe, I don't know, pink elephants all over it or something because not everyone's going to want those. Um, so you've got to sort of try and you know, maybe go for white or silver or something. So just because you like it, you've got to think, does the whole world like it? And I find it here because we're in Australia, Americans' tastes are totally different to mine. Um, we Australia, we have different things in our stores and I watch a lot of American TV shows just to, to sit and watch what they put in their decor and things. And so I think, you know, it's all part of the learning process, what's being sold, what's, um, you know, going to Pinterest, going to Etsy, see what's selling around the world. Don't just live in your little, you know, retail sub, whichever country you live in in the world. Um, you need to really find what is in the marketplace you're aiming at and, and get those products. Uh, so I think that's a really big test. So is we right? Nobody else wants to, any questions there? We've got nothing, no. Any questions from anyone? Uh, type them in the comments. Let me just see. So uh, I think this is Bill and Mary. So they're asking, how do you handle removals? Just got Amazon to just just get Amazon to destroy it or back to your 3PL? Uh, I would take it back to my 3PL um, because I never know whether it's going to get destroyed. I prefer to know it's gone back to my 3PL and it's 30 cents difference or something. I think it's 30 cents for them to destroy it and 60 cents to get it back to your 3PL because um, you might find when it gets back to your 3PL, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um, I, you know, I know and I hear a lot of stories that sometimes, um, well, we actually put some a shipment in not long ago and all of a sudden they all went in, in a carton and all of a sudden they're all, all defective, five of them, because we had no stock, we'd actually run out. Um, but why, how would they be defective? They wouldn't have opened every box because they're sealed to see what's inside. So somebody's lazy and decided to just mark them defective and we've got to remove them. So when they go to our 3PL, we'll probably be able to send them back because I doubt if there's anything wrong with them. So, and you can't check. It's really hard to know what's going on with your product. I think at least 
if you get it sent back to a 3PL, you can then um, actually get them to check it, send you a photo of it, and you know, have you got a problem? Is it just been damaged by the customer? What is the real issue here? Because, you know, you might have some fault that you don't know about, and if you get them back, if you just get them all destroyed, you're never going to find out what the problem is. So I think it's worth it. Probably is a little bit more costly, but then again, if you can resell, you know, or put back in some of them, um, you're going to sort of, you know, make a little bit of money that way. So I think that's um, the best. Keith is saying, love that Amazon PPC like a casino. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I'm going to casino. And I hate casinos. <laughs> and I feel like I'm going there every morning. <laughs> so and now look, go on. Yeah, I was just uh, reminding people not to promote their services here. I see a comment of somebody promoting their e-commerce services. Please do not promote your services. I'm going to delete that comment. Okay, keep going, Mark. <laughs> okay, right. Now, I think... So once you've sort of got to your product selection, you've found a supplier, you're working on your cost, you need to go and open your Amazon account. Now, that can be a task in itself. They need a lot of information, a lot of paperwork, depending which country you're from, your electricity bill, and it's got to match, and I'm not kidding, if you have ST at the end of your address in smalls and it's ST on another bill in capitals, they won't accept it. Like it is crazy craziness. So that can be quite a challenge just to try and get your Amazon account open. So I think if you can get through that step, you do pretty well. Um, and then look, once you've got that open, it's then you're ready to go. So you need to order the product. So you'll need to probably do an NNN agreement with your supplier, do a purchase order with your supplier. So this is what I'm saying. It's You need to be a little bit business savvy because you, you're into business now. So you've got all these things now. You're not just running you know, a manager in a shop or something where you've got one little task, you're the person that's got to do all this. So you've got to know about NNN agreements. You've got to know how to do a purchase order. So there's a lot of things you need to learn as you go along here. Now, there's usually, there's quite a lot of this help on the internet and we've got different forms in the India Sourcing um, sort of site in the files. If you go and look, there's NNN agreements and all those things there. So you need to do that. Then you've got to organise your shipping. So we're lucky we've got um, C-Air who are fantastic and can help you with that. But once again, you've got to understand what you need to do. You've got to understand. And somebody um, might, oh, actually, I'll stop here. I can see a question. What's an, an agreement? It's it's an agreement of, I suppose, confidentiality and would you say confident? What's the best way to describe an NN? Probably confidentiality. Yeah, so it's non-compete, uh, non-disclosure, <laughs> and non-circumvent. Those are the three <laughs> ends. <Yeah. laughs> so basically, you're telling your supplier that they can't copy your product, they can't share your product with anybody else, and they cannot circumvent. How does that translate? <laughs> yeah. But basically, no, it's I'm an agreement with your supplier <laughs> that they cannot share your product ideas with anybody else. And if you do have a unique idea, or a very unique product, then you should sign in, in an agreement with your supplier. Okay, so once you've sort of done that, then you go on to your shipping. So you need to know, and I'll just go over this because a lot of people don't understand. So what happens is you get your product made in its gift box or its packaging box or whatever, then to, to send it into Amazon, it'll get put in 8, 10, 12, depending on the size, into a shipping carton. And those shipping cartons will then go over on the boat or by plane to America from India, if you're dealing with India, and into either Amazon or into a 3PL warehouse. So 
you you know you've got to make sure that you know the sizes of the shipping cartons um luckily most of our approved suppliers are already selling or helping amazon suppliers um purchases uh with their goods so they should know that but you know you need to give directions you need to show them what sort of um you know shipping carton you want to use it must be thick obviously so um it's very and that's why you've got we always say make sure you know your supplier is a export supplier if you use a local supplier they're used to probably putting goods in very thin you know boxes and just dropping them off around the corner it's got to you know go through a lot of rigorous on and off boats and in you know containers out of containers into amazon at the other end so it needs to be a, a pretty solid thing so you've got to organize that then you need to at the moment um it's very confusing for new people but amazon have changed the rules on us very quickly at the moment and most of us can only put in 200 or 300 depending on how um, much volume you're selling in the last few months of products um, into amazon so a lot of times you'll need to put it into what we call a 3pl warehouse now what a 3pl warehouse is is basically a third party logistic warehouse so you would instead of sending your goods directly into amazon you would ship them into a 3PL warehouse in America and then what I call drip feed, just a couple of hundred products at a time or whatever you can get in with your storage limits into Amazon. So you've got to find, you know, one of those. But once again, they're in our group. They're all listed in our group. We've got um, we've got warehouses in the group for us. Um, then you've got to start to learn how to write your listing. So you've got to do a lot of research on how a listing should look Look at all the listings that are around you. Don't copy them, but take some ideas and do a pretty compelling headline full of keywords that are going to get you your product to sell. And you should have found those keywords when you were doing your product research because if you do that properly, you basically can write your listing if you keep that information because the keywords you find that are really top keywords, you are going to use those in your listing to, so it's optimised. So when people search for it, the keywords that there's the most searches for, you will, you know, put that into your headline. So you've, but you know, look, you don't have to be a, a novelist to write your listing. It's more not keyword stuffed, but it doesn't have to be the best grammatically sounding thing. It's more getting as many of the keyword phrases into it as you can, but it's still got to read sensibly. So you can't just put word after word. But, um, you know, it's an art in itself, so that's something you need to to learn to do. Then you've got to do all the back-end keywords and there's so many fields in the back-end that need filling out, so you've got to spend a lot of time going through filling all that out. Then there's um, A-plus content. If you get your brand registered, you can then have, instead of having just a terrible little product description on your Amazon um, sort of site on your product, you can actually have what they call A-plus content. And it's you can have pictures, you can have stories of your product, stories of your brand, and it looks, and if you go onto Amazon and scroll down one that's got brand registry and one that hasn't, it looks so much better having that enhanced brand content. You look like you're a real seller because you can have some fantastic pictures in there. But you can do that yourself. Look, I'm not a computer genius by any stroke and I do all this myself because I like to, number one, know what I'm putting in there. And I find it's a bit of a challenge, but it's good because you can pay someone thousands of dollars to do all this work for you. Um, it's eating into my profit. And I think once you do it once, um, you'll find that it's not that challenging and you but you know it, it's all things it's all part of running your business uh, you also then can have a storefront which is fantastic I 
believe that everyone should have a storefront. So you might initially only have one product in your storefront, but, you know, as your brand grows, you can have, you know, 10 products or something and you can interlink. So all those products, um, people can click on your storefront and see everything you sell. So you might sell and we, we have a lot of products that cross sell and sometimes we'll get an order for three or four different products because people have gone into my storefront and actually bought through my storefront. So they'll buy not one product, but three or four. Now we get quite of our sales through it, and that costs nothing because once I've set it up, it's there for life. So it's a bit of time to get it up and running, but I think it's really good and it, it all helps. But they're all things that this is all part of this Amazon journey and you still haven't got your product live. We're still working through getting to getting to the live bit. Um, so, and look, you can pay, look, there's a lot of people who will do these things for you. Writing your listing, I believe you need to learn to do yourself because if someone writes it for you and you don't know how they've done it, you will probably want to change it. In the first month, you might find that you're getting shown for other keywords that you didn't think of, that you didn't have in your listing, that you're getting a lot of sales on some other particular keyword that's got really nothing that you even thought had anything to do with your product, but people are buying from it. So you might want to rewrite a lot of your headline, change some of it around, change some of your back-end keywords, things like that. So if you don't know how to do all this, you know, you're back to square one and you'll end up paying out more and more money for people to upgrade it all the time. So I think even if down the track you want to um, get a VA or pay someone on, you know, Fiverr or someone to do these things for you, you can, but you need to know how it needs to look. You need to know how it needs to be done because how can you check if they're doing it right? If, if you just, you know, sort of go off and go and do it and you don't understand the workings of it. So I think it's very important um, that you sort of do all that. So then um, you've also got images. Now, they're probably one of the most important things on Amazon is to have really great images with great infographics. If you are a pretty hot shot photographer and good at infographics, you can do that and you can do the writing in Canva, um, but you need a good image to start with. So it's either outsource that and have it done professionally or have a go at it yourself, but be careful that it still looks really great. And once again, we've got um, some reasonably priced um, photographers in our group who can help you do that. So there's a lot of help within our system already. We've found sort of people that are sort of fairly cost effective. But look, you can pay professionals out there. I know some in the States that charge $2,000 to do just photos for one product. Um, just be careful. There, you, you can get something that's, you know, a little bit cheaper than that, but it's up to you. It depends where you want to go and how much you want to spend. But you've just got to be careful. All these things have got to come out of your profit. So, you know, you're going to end up not having much profit left if you spend too much money on all these things, but they are very important. Now, also videos. Amazon now allow you to have videos on your um, pages So you and you can do advertising through videos once your brand registered. So that's another thing that you need to either try and do yourself, learn how to do them yourself or pay someone to, to do them. So, um, you know, this is just getting your listing ready to go live. So you're going to do all that um, and have everything done. Then I think at that point your um, goods should be on the on the water. You've got your listing, you're working on it, you're writing it, you're listing your back end and all those things. Um, and then you've really got to learn how to navigate Seller Central. Um, it's rather difficult. I've spent hours with people just showing them every little, well, not every little look, the, the most important pieces they need to find every day to check 
you know, their sales, where their money's going, um, how, where their returns are, how much of advertising is costing them and all those things. So you need to understand all that as well. And that's not simple. Um, it's, it takes a lot of time and you need to go in and out of all the little pieces and find the puzzle because it's it's quite a puzzle and it changes. I'll, you know, in four years that we've been selling on Amazon, I don't think anything looks the same as it did. The back end, the front end, they just keep changing everything constantly. Um, so you really need to... Um, yeah. Should we take this question right. from Gail? Yeah. So if you have if you have brand registry for one class of product and then diversify into another, does your brand then retain brand registry regardless of product class or do you need to apply for each Actually, product Actually, interesting. Class? I've just found out myself. Um, when you're trademarked, you can have one class. You, you actually register one class to get your trademark and that has to be live up on Amazon. So if I'm going to sell a wooden salad bowl, I need to trademark wooden salad bowl at the start to get that trademark my Amazon because when the trademark office go to check my listing, which is like nine months after you apply for your actual trademark, you have to be selling live on a website or on Amazon. It can be on eBay somewhere with that product to actually get your trademark. So you can do that. But what I've discovered this week, um, and I didn't know this, and I don't know whether it's very common knowledge, is that when you get your brand registry, you can, um, I've, we've got about 10 different niches in, in brand registry and not any problems, but now I've actually introduced a product that is in a different category. And they've said to me, I can have, I've got EBC, I can have it in my storefront, but I can't actually link my brand back to if so when you says your storefront it won't link back to my storefront because it's in a different category and there's no way known even if I went I can't apply to add that even if I go and trademark that I cannot add that they've told me so there's no way known so if you start off um, when you do it so maybe you're selling I don't know medical bags and clothes and, I don't know, home decor, that's okay. But if then you come along and want to sell supplements, you wouldn't be able to under that brand. You can sell them, but you can't. It's basically link it to your storefront and use it for sponsored brand ads. So, um, and I, my, I couldn't get mine to work and I logged a case and they came back and said, it doesn't matter what you do, you, this is set from day one and you can't change it. So I think it's something that um, I've never heard of. Um, but so I'm wondering if when you start to, because I can't remember so it was so long ago that we set up our brands, um, we obviously put in quite a few different categories but not all of them because the one that we want now we can't get. So that's just something that um, I've come across. And so it's only if you really go to a really different category. So if you stay in home and kitchen or you stay in patio lawns and garden or you stay in pet supplies or you stay in medical or beauty, that's fine. But if you want to add one of those that you didn't tell them about when you first applied, you can't move, which, yeah, I find that I've, I've got the email and I've kept it because I thought it was quite interesting. So um, that's just something that, um, I've learned and I mean I can't see the point in following it up because they were quite strong in their wording that this cannot be changed ever basically wow. so don't write back <laughs> don't, 
just we don't hear from you again. Um, so, yeah, so I think, um, yeah. Anne is asking, is there a course or mentoring you offer? Please provide me info. <laughs> <laughs> don't actually do a course. I do some one-on-one mentoring. Um, we don't actually, a course is pretty full-on, um, I think, for anyone to um to do a full-on course, you, you, you need to get one of the bigger courses. Like, But the Freedom Ticket course that we've been talking about is great to start with, I think, and then do some mentoring as you get further on down the track. Um, so I think that's yeah, probably... Just real, just real quick, sorry. So this is Margaret's email address, Tanya, in case you want to reach out to her um, and ask her about her one-on-one coaching. Okay, Okay, right. So now um, you've got your product arrives in Amazon and you go, I remember first product we went, oh, my God, we're live. How easy was that? (laughs) Yeah, hello. (laughs) That is so easy. If you think you've had challenges getting, you know, your box designed and your box dialogues and your photography and selecting your product and dealing with suppliers, that's really easy. Once you go live on Amazon, you've got the I call it the PPC beast to um, deal with. So you've got to, um, you know, find all your keywords and do a lot of work. And PPC is not easy. It's not something you can learn in five minutes and it's going to take you and you're probably going to lose a lot of money in your starting up of it because, you know, do you do exact, do you do broad, do you, and everyone tells you something different and there's so many different people selling PPC software but they charge a lot for it. Um, to manage your PPC, it can be five, six hundred dollars a month, and then it's like they'll they'll spend big budget. They don't they don't spend ten dollars a day. They spend you know five or six hundred. So you've got to be, um, I think, start off doing it yourself. When you've only got one product, you probably can't. So it's a little bit of a, a trial and error and a, a bit of a work through. And you'll probably find with your first product to get it live. Um, and because you're learning that you'll you'll spend a lot more than you really need to on PPC, but you sort of start to learn. And look, as you go along, you can ask other people and you'll find what something I probably haven't said is I believe don't try and do this on your own. If you're just going to think I can just sit at home by myself and do all this, you need to get yourself into a mastermind. You need to, you know, mingle with other people. Our life is Amazon people. We sort of, you know, deal with a lot of people with Amazon and you talk about it and you learn. And look, there's so many webinars. on Megla is an expert. Megla does a webinar every day on something. You've just got to listen to all Megla's webinars. Um, <laughs> but there's so much information out there that you can learn a lot of things. But it's all, it's, I always believe that we've gone back to university and done a degree to get through Amazon because there's so much involved from a to B to C to the end of it, um, it's probably bigger than a university degree because you've had to do so many different challenging things. So look, as well as your PPC, so that's, and that's, people say to me, oh, can I stop advertising after the first month? No. Um, unless you've got a, a really, really fantastic product that doesn't need any advertising at all, you'll probably find you'll always run, you know, maybe a lesser PPC campaign, try and get some other keywords. But I don't think, you know, you very often just don't run PPC at all on Amazon because, you know, you, you usually are spending some money. So there needs to be some PPC budget when you're doing your costings. Now, I've actually been doing Monday Musings and I've done a lot of this information. If you go back through the Monday Musings, I have put a lot of this information about costings of setting up all the different things um, in there. So if you follow back through those, there's a lot of that information. I'm not going to go into all that because we'll be here all night. Um, so... Yeah, and- yeah. 
real quick to tell people in case you're not familiar with how to find Monday Musings in the group. So once you're in the India Sourcing Facebook group, look for the section titled Topics. And under Topics, one of the topics is Monday Musings. So if you click on that topic, Monday Musings, you'll be able to see all of Mark's uh, Monday Musings post posts. And there are also uh, topics for other things like this. So all of the virtual India Sourcing show episodes, uh, all of the Showcase Saturday episodes, are there. So look for the section topics in the Facebook group. Okay, Mark, Mark there's okay. one question from Carol. Actually, it's a comment. Thank you for being honest about setting up an Amazon business. The reality of selling online is not discussed enough for people starting up. And many of us have been totally overwhelmed with all the steps involved. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. why I'm doing this today, because yeah. I just, I get so cross when, I, you know, these blooming gurus come across my facebook page going oh you know just sign up here and in two months time you can be you know selling on amazon and you'll be able to be a millionaire and you can give up your day job and it'll only take two or three months i mean it's rubbish it's nine months before you're even going to have a product live in all honesty and i mean anyone who thinks they can do it quicker it's it's not real it's you know and look there's a lot of people i could probably say um, have signed up for Amazon. I think there'd be more people I know who signed up for Amazon who are no longer doing it than those that are still doing it. So it is something that people get into because of all this marketing and then find out it's not for them. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be negative and put people off Amazon. I'm just trying to point out to you that it isn't an easy ride and you have to be an expert at everything because it's your business and it's online. And unless you've got, um, you know, a lot of products and can employ staff to do a lot of this for you, it's your baby, you're, you're in control of it. So you've got to be able to pick up and do whatever. So I think once you get going back onto this, you get your products in Amazon, you start your PPC, then you've got to start doing like stock control. Have I got enough stock? So you've got to watch your stock. You've got, do I need to reorder? How much do I reorder? Um, you know, is it coming up to a summer period? Is my product going to be, you know, sold? in winter is it going to be sold more in summer so you've got to forecast so you've got to become a bit of a forecaster of stock um you know and and work out you know how much you're going to order the next time and hopefully you know you might have ordered 500 and the next time you can sort of start, slowly start to scale and you might be able to order a thousand but in saying that you've you've got to also think you know, how, do you want to keep putting money into this or do you want to scale more slowly? So it depends on your financial situation. Like some people, you know, might have $50,000 to do for their first few products and are happy to, you know, get two or three products and scale quickly. Others want to just wait and take the profit and move slowly. There's nothing wrong with either way, but if you're only doing one and you're waiting on your profits, it's going to take you a long time. Look, I don't think too many people would have made very much money out of their first product and it's probably taken them 12 months to get there. So don't think that, you know, in 12 months you're going to be, you know, buying your first Porsche and going and living on a deserted island. Unless you, you know, it's like winning tax lotto. Unless you win tax lotto, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, you know, look, you get the odd person that gets a really successful product and, you know, there are people that have done it but they're few and far between. There is a lot more failures than there are those success stories that you read about. And when you read stories that people say, I sold this amount, that's all they've done. They've sold. They haven't made profit. I always, I don't care if people say to me, I've sold a million dollars, but how much did you make? Because some of those people have made nothing. I know for a fact, I actually, you know, have seen stories of people who have, you know, sold half a million dollars worth of stock 
in their first year, but when they go to their accountant, they've lost money on the first year because they've spent so much money on advertising and marketing and all the things that you can. There's so many things you can, you know, buy this tool and that tool, and before you know it, you've spent all your profit plus. So I think you've got to take it easy. But, look, every situation's different, um, you know, but I wouldn't say to anybody, sign up to Amazon and give up your day job and do it full time. Um, unless you've got, you know, a fairly big bank account that's going to keep you in the life you're accustomed for a couple of years because you're not going to be able to get that money out that quickly unless, you know, you've got a lot of capital to do it. One or two products isn't going to make you enough money um, in the first sort of six months to start living off your business. So I think it's, you know, everyone's going to have a different situation and a different story, but you know, please don't think that you're going to be making money overnight out of this because it just doesn't happen. Um, so I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people think this is, oh, you know, it's a way out of, you know, I can retire in five years and, and you know, sit on the beach. Um, not really. And there is a lot of work involved. Like even now with your products is something... Even I think if you've got, you know, two or three products going, you don't just need an hour a day. There's a lot of checking. You need to be on top of your whole business. Um, by the time, you you know, you do all your paperwork, you've still got accounting stuff to do, um, you know, as well as your stock control, keeping control of your business. You get customer inquiries. You'll get uh, Amazon will find an issue or somebody will complain about a product. There's always something to do. It just doesn't mean that because you've got a product live, you can sit back and forget about it. It's something I get up every morning. The first thing I do is turn on my computer at 6.30 and sit here for half an hour going through my whole account, checking what's happened and making sure everything's right before I start my day. And then I still work on it during the day. So it's it's not something that you just stick some stock in there and go away for six months and when it runs out, you refill it. Doesn't it's not yeah. that it's not that easy. I wish it was. <laughs> but, well, <laughs> then you've got to optimize your, your well, you have to keep Optimizing your PPC and your listings and everything on an ongoing basis. But look, in saying all this, give me e-commerce during Amazon over a bricks and like we've had bricks and mortar businesses. Um, you know, you work five hours a day, six days a week, or sometimes seven days a week if you've got a franchise of something. Um, you can't really go on holidays. Who's going to mind your business? Um, with this, you can take your laptop. You can do it from basically anywhere. As long as you've got the internet and your laptop, you should be able to run your business from anywhere. So you can, you can go on holidays and we take our laptop and you still probably do one or two hours a day. But, you know, you can sort of just think, oh, I'll, I'll just be a little bit sort of on my slower on my business this week because I'm away. But I think um, compared to doing sort of any sort of business where you've got a lease, uh, you know, say a shop, you've got a stock. Just think if you bought a, a homeware shop, how much stock I walk past these shops now and go, oh, my God, how many thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars are sitting in this house shop or this homeware shop and how much of that aren't they going to sell? Like you only need one product that you have to find and put up. They've got thousands. They have to, you know, pay a lease. They have to pay, you know, legal fees. There's shop fit-outs could be $100,000 in some shopping centres. They might tell you every 12 months, oh, we need you to outfit the shop, another 100000 That doesn't happen. You sort of, um, even though this sounds like it's hard and it's costly, it's very economical to get into compared to doing any sort of, I think, business that's sort of in a, in a bricks-and-mortar shopping centre or something like that. Um, those sort of businesses need a lot of money. And if you need staff, so you might have, 
open a shop. So you've got to go and stock it. You've got to pay all your leases and your costs up front for months in advance. Then you've got to have half a dozen staff standing there on wages. You've got to advertise. Um, you know, half a million dollars is gone before you even blink. Um, and you haven't got, you probably won't even get a cent back in that for two years. Um, I've done a lot of work for um, business profiles for a lot of franchises and I've seen the figures and it's horrific. Um, whereas with this, if you're careful, you can start off with, you know, your $10,000, grow and slowly scale yourself up. It might take you a couple of years, but you can slowly do it. Um, but I think... Um, look, and anyone can do it, but you've got to apply yourself. You've got to be prepared to learn. You've got to be prepared to learn a lot of probably computer things you don't know already, um, unless you're younger. I think younger ones probably watching are a lot better off because they're probably grown up with a computer, whereas us older ones are, um, struggle a bit more um, because there's so many new challenges. Um, but I think, um, you know, you need to be analytical. Um, you know, you've also got to be, you know, a bit creative, um, you've got to, you know, work out, you know, your box design. You've got to, you know, you've got to have some ideas of where you want to be, um, um, you know, what do you want to do? And you've got to be motivated. If you're someone who can't motivate themselves, you're going to find it very hard because you can't get up and think, oh, I can't be bothered doing Amazon today. It'll wait till tomorrow. It won't. Um, so you do have to be motivated and I think that's where you need to get yourself into a group, find some other people to keep you, um, I suppose, on track all the time um so yeah and look i think the biggest thing is if you fail the first product fails or your second product fails you've got to get back on that bike and ride it again it's no good going oh that failed i'll give up um i think you've got to then um find another product and maybe do you've probably learned a lot of mistakes in the first time things you did wrong so the next time you should be better at it but look there's no guarantee you can look at a product you can look at the figures and you can go live with it and for some reason it just doesn't take off um it's it's not that you've done anything wrong sometimes it's just that it's not suiting the market or there's some competition come up in the meantime so there's lots of reasons but look i think all in all it's i mean we've got a great life out of amazon um we've met so many thousands of people um through it and it, it is um a lot easier than working nine to five because you can do it from home. I don't do it in my pajamas, but I know plenty of people that do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is uh, Jida. We can't see your name, but um, it's it's Pang Jida from Singapore. I listen to you, Marg, more than my mom. <laughs> Hard truths, and also thanks to this, I found my first successful product. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. Awesome. That's really good. Yeah. No. So yeah. So I think that's probably you know my main what else have you got to add to all this megala probably yeah i think you've covered everything so much so well and and this is what we see so often right i mean so many people reach out to you and to me and they say hey you know we've been doing this it's not working does amazon really work <laughs> and they kind of get frustrated with the whole process because it takes a lot of patience you know um mm. you know so margaret what are some of the characteristics that people or, or what sort of personality, you know, do, do people need to have? So, or, or I guess not personality, but traits, you know. So patience, you have to be patient. Well, you have to have, have to be, yeah. And look, yeah. you have to be able to roll with punches. It, it yeah. this year for every Amazon seller, it, Amazon has thrown so many roller coasters at us um, for the whole year. Um, for those that are selling live, will know what I'm talking about. But it has just been not only COVID, but 
the ramifications of what Amazon has done because of COVID. And it's just been like, you just have to roll with the punches every day and something else changes. And I know Megla messaged me before because Amazon have changed another thing about um, the shipping and how you can only do a shipping plan 90 up to 90 days. So that makes it harder to work out where your goods are going to go. But look, there's ways around it. You've just got to go, okay, I'll find another way around that and circumvent it. And I think, so you've got to be, um, I suppose, not set in stone with everything. You've got to be able to move with the punches. So pivot to the left, pivot to the right. Whatever they throw at you, you've got to be able to do. And look, um, you know, you might have trouble getting your account open. I know so many people that have struggled to get their Amazon account open or they get it open and in a month Amazon closes it and say, oh, we need all that paperwork again. Um, it's a matter of, okay, they've done it to me. I can whinge and bitch. It's not going to change. I've got to get up and I've got to do what they say and move forward. It's the only way. So I think, you know, you've got to be fairly resilient. Um, yeah, it's not for the faint-hearted. If you can't handle a bit of stress in your life, it's probably not for you because, you know, I was talking to a girl yesterday and she said, oh, I've been so stressed about this all week. I haven't slept. Um, and that's what happens because something will go wrong and, you know, it's not that easy. Amazon I suppose, don't give their sellers a lot of respect. They give their buyers. They think their buyers are the main thing. So they'll, anything a buyer wants, they'll, you know, sort of give them, do for them. When it becomes a seller, they treat you, I think, pretty dismally. And I've sent them back a couple of surveys this week to tell them that because they asked me what I thought. So they, got, they found out. So I've probably got a black mark against my name after this week. But um, I think, um, you know, they, I think, well, look, they've got probably, I'd hate to think how many people apply for an Amazon account every day. So if I pull out, they don't care. They've got another 100,000 knocking at their door waiting and waiting and waiting. So um, I think, you know, but I think at the end of the day, though, you've really got to be professional with them. You've got to look like you're a professional business. Um, it's no good just sort of ringing up and saying, I've never done this before and I, it's only my little product and I, I only do this part-time. They won't care. I mean, you want to you want to portray that you are a big businessman. I mean, you know, we always even look talking to suppliers. You should, you know, when we first started out, we'd sort of say, "Oh, look, we we'll, we just need to have a directors meeting about that. We'll come back to you." I mean, don't let them think it's just you. You know, you've got to you've got to be, you know, a bit more. I'm I'm in charge of this, and I'm the boss, and I, you know, I'm assertive, not um, sort of really shy and, and in the background because you know. That's what a business owner is. To succeed, you've got to be able to um, look after yourself because nobody else is there to draw it. You, you're the one in charge. It's not like you're working anymore for an employee and you're just a little person on that payroll. You're it. You're everything. So I think, you you know, if you, if you don't think that that's for you, maybe then Amazon isn't for you. And, you know, look, I've seen so many people throw, you know, $10,000 down the drain plus um, on signing up, doing all this stuff and then going, oh, I don't think this is me and don't even get the first product live. Um, so I think you need to give it a lot of thought and that was why I sort of said to Megla, I'd like to do this story um, and just let people know that, you know, it's not, a, it's not selling the dream, it's not a dream, it's hard work, but it is great and it's, and it's very, you know, lucrative. And, look, I know people that have done extremely, extremely well out of this and it doesn't mean to say you have to be a big business guru. You can be just an everyday person, but you've got to apply yourself and work hard at it and, you know, work day and night and study and learn things like the internet. 
is if I want to know something about how does this happen on Amazon, if I can't find it, I Google it, you'll find an answer. There is Google is your friend in this. I mean, people post questions all the time and I go, just Google it. It's so easy. I mean, it's there. All these things like people will say, what's the box sizes on Amazon? You don't have to go into Amazon. Google box sizes for Amazon. And hey, guess what? They all come up. Um, you know, there's so much information that you can just get by Googling. So you can teach yourself. Um, so it's, you know, quite easy. Okay. <laughs> and Kevin, <laughs> and Kevin is also saying that, uh, you know, flexible, you've got to be flexible as well when you're doing your Amazon business. So, so Keith, uh, yeah, where's the good? So Mark, I'm going to share a screen. I'm going to share my screen over here and uh, show a screenshot that was shared in one of the Facebook groups a um, couple of days ago by Darren. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm going to show the good bits over here. So this is the good bit. I mean, this is a real account. And, uh, you know, Darren from Australia, who's Margaret's really good friend, he posted this in uh, one of the groups. And this is what they're doing. This is one of their brands, their new brands. Of course, they've been doing this for quite a while now, right? I mean, quite a few yeah. years, Mark, right? Yeah but, yeah, but this is a new brand they've launched and they've done this very well. And, you know, I'm not, uh, they weren't big business people before. They didn't have any e-commerce experience. They started doing this um, just as probably most of you are thinking, I'll, I'll you know, do this and, and make a small income. And they have done extremely well. They've already sold one brand and, um, this yeah. is a new brand they're doing. So, yeah, so it is possible, but they've put a lot of work in. They've probably, you know, lived and breathed this for seven years and had, you know, 10 heart attacks worrying about all the things that I could tell you that have gone wrong. You know, it's not all smooth sailing. There's things that happen, but they've done it. They're so successful. Um, and, you know, it is possible. And they're, they're not the only ones. There are quite a lot of people like that, but there's also, um, you know, a lot of people who just, don't have the, I suppose, the willpower to stick with it and, um, you know, and push through because some days you just think, oh, and I've said it, oh, I'm over Amazon, I've had enough of this today, I can't do oh, you know, they'll just do something that you just think, oh, give me a break, leave me alone, um, you know. So I think, um, yeah, so I think, you know, you, you, you've got to just then go, okay, well, I'll just move forward and I'll do something else. So, yeah. Right. So this is a question from Eva. Thank you so much for these heartfelt advice. Love your passion. Any advice? How how much average time is needed investment for first nine month of startup per day? Time. Okay, I guess she she's asking I mean, like how much time does she need to invest in look, the beginning? It's how long is a piece of string? It depends. If you haven't done any course whatsoever, um, you could probably spend three or four hours a night just going through a course like the Freedom Ticket. It's not it's not a five-minute course and you'll need to go over it and over it and research and learn. So, you know, I would say, you know, be prepared to spend probably four or five hours a day for the first 12 months on your business, um, you know, after if you're working as well because there's always something. And the less time you put in it, the less successful you're going to be. If you just potter along and think, I'll do that next week, oh, I can't be bothered doing that, um, you're not going to be successful. You need to work, to have a schedule, have a plan and move to step by step. And what I find, like when we started out, you sort of think, right, I've got to find a product. So find the product. What do we do next? Okay, we need to find a supplier. So don't have a big picture and try and do it all in nine months. I think the best way is to 
go step by step. So you found your supplier. So then we'll get the product organised. Then move on to writing your listing. So break it down into like a two-month or a monthly learning because otherwise it's just you'll do your head in, I think, trying to, to you know, take it on. Don't think about PPC except allow a lot of money in your costings for it because it's going to cost you a lot of money. Um, and look, people who are, I should go back on this because you don't know if you don't sell on Amazon, that um, it's pay-per-click. So what it means is if you're looking through on Amazon and you see a sponsored ad, if somebody clicks on that, it can cost Depending on the product, it might only be 50 cents. If it's a supplement or something, it can be $4, $55. Even some of the home goods at the moment, I've heard people saying they're paying $2.80 a click. And you might get, if you have a budget set of $100, you might get 10 people click it in five minutes. It just goes, it's click, click, click. It's just like putting the money in the pokies. That's why I call it the casino. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so really that advertising, so it doesn't mean to say when people click it, they're going to buy it. You don't get a one-on-one click rate. You might get one in a hundred buy. Um, it depends on your product, depends on a lot of things. So, um, yeah, you need quite a bit of money um, to allow for for, um, for people. The good bits is the money that gets <laughs> You guess who this is. Guess who this is. I went in the group and checked. Who is it? Darren. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he says it's nine years he's been doing it for nine years not seven (laughs) so there so there you know keep at it so persistence is so important and patience is so important in this business right definitely (laughs) thanks thanks a lot darren for joining us and for commenting really appreciate it we really want you on one of the webinars (laughs) soon to share your insight i'm saying it publicly now You'll be trying hard. <laughs> yes, I've been trying hard. <laughs> I've sent him a couple of requests, but been rejected. <laughs> so yeah, but look, I think people don't don't not do it, but give it a bit of thought before you start parting out with you know money to set up all the company structure and all your bits and pieces. Um, so I think that's you know the biggest thing is decide if it's for you before you go too far ahead. And just don't get sold on these courses that are selling the dream. And I think that's, you know, and that's the reason why I'm doing this is just to make people understand that it is hard work. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, you know, and I mean, if you ask Darren how many hours he's put in on Amazon in his nine years, I mean, he's lives and breathes it. Um, so, yeah. yeah, you know, so it does become your life. But once again, you know, it's a good life because you can travel, you can do whatever you like while you're doing it. You can do it by the pool. I mean, Darren and Michelle will sit at Bali and be doing their Amazon business. Hey, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you're still working and you're still making money. So if you can get yourself into a position where you can get a few products, and look, you don't have to be selling millions of dollars. It depends what you want out of life. If you just want to top up your retirement fund or you want, you know, some extra money, um, you don't have to do it full time, but I would hate to be doing it, um, working a full-time job and doing, you know, a few products on Amazon because I think it's it's going to take over your life. You're not going to have a life, um, especially if you've got a family as well. So, you know, you've got to decide at what point you want to, um, I suppose, you know, move forward and and and, and take it on as a, as a job. But you know, it's it's everyone everyone has a different goal in life, and everyone wants something different. 
but it's possible to succeed and there's plenty of people out there that have done very well but there's also a lot that have failed so you've got to you've got to be keen and i think you've got to want to do it you've got to be driven that's probably it. very very well said Okay, so let's start wrapping up over here. Any final questions uh, for Marg over here? I'm also going to just show Margaret's email address in case anyone's interested in reaching out to her. She does do one-on-one coaching. So it's margaret at indiasourcingtrip.com. Or you can, of course, just uh, reach out to her uh, in the Facebook group. And look who's here now. (laughs) Hi, Kevin. (laughs) Good morning. Did you just wake up? Your computer has been giving you trouble today. <laughs> it looks much clearer. Just uh, reach out to her uh, in the Facebook group. And look who's here now. He's oh, <laughs> 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 been watching us. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, whose uh, advice is... So this is Darren. Bill. Oh, no, no this, is, this is Bill. Yeah, you just have to get, get your hands dirty, give it a go and learn. Yes, absolutely. And and that's what Bill and Mary have done, right? I mean, they have full-time jobs and um, they still came on the trip with us and, uh, you know, they've, they've got their products launched as well. So, yeah. And they're going quite well. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> this is Darren. This is Darren asking Darren. God. <laughs> Kevin, he's finished off. <laughs> yeah, that was very informative. You're welcome. Cool. Okay, so anything else that you want to add, Mark? No, look, I don't think so. I just think, you know, give it some thought and be prepared to roll with the punches and, you know, jump up and when something goes wrong, you've got to pick pick up the pieces and and go again. And I think that, you know, because things will go wrong. It's not just, you know, this beautiful, you know, floating blue sea out there on a yacht and it goes smoothly forever. There are so many pitfalls and things that happen over the time. But, you know, you've just got to um, work your way through them and move forward. And it's no different to anything else. I'm sure, um, you know, every business has its struggles. Um, So, you know, it's it's no different but it is a business that's what i keep saying to people it's not a hobby it's a business if you commit to this you've gone into business so you've got to be a businessman or woman at that point yeah and and i think the great thing about this e-commerce and amazon fba business is also the communities that people have uh, you know created so our community for example i think you know everyone's very supportive if you have a question if you get stuck somewhere you can always just post a question in the group and, you know, Marg and me and others are, are ready to help and support um, you guys, especially the newbies at any time. So I think this is something that's very unique. You don't really find this in other other businesses. Um, so definitely take advantage of all of the communities that there are around Amazon FBA. Okay, so I think that's uh, that's it, Mark. So um, yeah, this, this, was, this was a really, really good, uh, good session. Um, got a bad connection today guys so sorry but the girls have done a wonderful job and this is Kevin I'm sure (laughs) 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 okay great thanks a lot everyone see you around Bye. bye